You are welcome to another exciting episode of CADA Matters. CADA Matters is an awareness-raising programme of CADA. CADA is an acronym for Church Against Domestic Abuse, a UK-based charity working to prevent and end domestic abuse, especially in Christian homes. Listen to this episode with Gracilis so as to build healthy relationships and keep your home and relationships abuse-free. You are welcome to another episode of Kada Matters. Thank you so much for joining us tonight again. I'm Gracilis and tonight we will be continuing our series on elder abuse. So this is part two. If you didn't get to watch part one, the good thing is IGTV is your friend and IGTV is just right there. You could get to IGTV. I'm not going to be alone tonight. Our co-host, our anchor person is here already and um, she is going to be joining us now. So let's welcome Himo Sonijo. She is the original MC and she joins us tonight. Okay, I seem to have even been more cut off. I thought that, oh, sorry. I thought that if I use something smaller, it will get me to be safe. But I think I need, still need something higher. So just a minute, everyone, while I, I adjust myself and the screen. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so this is better. Hello. Welcome, Hibo. Hiya. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. I was just saying to them the original MC will be here. I'm not here alone. <laughs> he was getting orders, you know. So if you're having a program, you're needing an MC, you could just say to her, you know, I've been watching you on Kada Matters. That could give you some discount, but who knows? Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll see if it will give a discount. The person has to have a lovely smile and they will tell me how many episodes of, of Kada <laughs> That has been watched to qualify for a discount. <laughs> I, I think anybody could just go and spy quickly on them. Um, <laughs> they'll be able to tell you everything they've watched and all that. <laughs> that goes. Welcome, everybody. All right. Hi, hi, hi. How was your day? Fine, thank you. All right. Is my lighting okay? Okay. And how was your own day to you? It was it was very it was very demanding. We blessed God. It's the end of a, a, a day. Okay. All right. So are we sending the links out to people before let's start in one minute. Let's just send the link out. Okay. Um, join us for elder abuse too. I think I'll actually be sending this link out before we start. Okay. Because some people don't get to see it till when everything is over here. But if you let them know like 10 or 30 minutes before time, then Hmm. remember. So I think I will just, I'll be sending it off at 8 o'clock to say we just have 30 more minutes. All right. That's fine. All right. Let's get down to business. Okay, so hi everyone. Um, when if you join us or if you're going to watch it later on IGTV, it's a pleasure, my absolute pleasure, to be here tonight. When on Kada Matters, which is Kada, is acronym for Church Against Domestic Abuse, 
and on this program we talk all things that pertains to abuse and the church because um kada as the name implies church is a christian based um organization and we try to address the silent things in church just to help educate and inform the general public so please do subscribe just like us follow us on facebook on instagram on twitter and then do share our content with people that you think would be of benefit too so let's get down to business last week we talked about elder abuse um before we go on i'll just say um grace you want to introduce yourself to our audience for our first time guest okay for those who are just meeting for the first time i am gracilis i happen to work for kada which is church against domestic abuse and i also write for a blog and kada came out of that blog the blog is this husband matter dot com if you check all of our kada places surely you will see this husband matter uh, that's what i do do I do that? Okay, that's what I do generally. And then 9 to 5, I do some other things. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're coding. That's good. All right, then. All right, then. Thank you. <laughs> All right, then. Welcome, Nosa. Thank you for joining. All right, then. Hi, Nosa. So last week we talked about, we started this topic about elder abuse. Um, we looked at what we looked at definitions around it. We looked at some statistics, and um, we looked at the type of elder abuse um, and the kind of scenarios where elder abuse usually would occur and how to spot them. So today we just want to continue on that. So if you did not watch the very first episode on elder abuse, I would please just say go to Instagram TV, IGTV, and just have a look and just um, get all that content. But um, just for the benefit of, I know some people will not go and watch that episode. We'll just do quick touches on this episode, on some of the, we'll do a quick recap of what we did last week. So, um, Gracilis, if you don't mind, if you could just tell us in, in few words what elder abuse is and what are the types of elder abuse for the benefits of our viewers who were not here last week. Okay, so this is going to be quick and snappy. So elder abuse is an intentional act of failure to act in such a way that it causes or creates harm for an older adult. And we said that an older adult is classified as anyone who is 60 and above. And the abuse actually occurs in the hands of a caregiver or a trusted person. The types of elder abuse that we looked at last week, we looked at the physical elder abuse, we looked at emotional or psychological elder abuse, we looked at abandonment, we looked at financial elder abuse, we looked at, um, remember, we looked at um, self-neglect, we also looked at neglect, all the uh, parts and types of elder abuse. And sexual elder abuse, yes, I knew I was forgetting one very important one, sexual elder abuse, thank you. All right, thank you. Thank you very much for that um, quick cap. So please, I'll say it again, just go watch last week's episodes because it has that much content about clearly defining this and breaking it down in simple terms. All right, then now. So under the type, you said there is neglect and self-neglect. Now, in English, we'd say that's almost you're repeating yourself. So is there any difference? Why are we breaking down neglect and you're saying self-neglect? What are the differences in this? Okay, well, one of the first things I also say that I forgot to say before is the fact that um, 
of all the types of abuse we looked at, financial abuse is the most common. And then the least common is the one, the kind of abuse you find in all these facilities, the good ones really. When it comes to neglect and self-neglect, it just has to do with who is carrying out who. So neglect itself is a deliberate as it were. It happens when the caregiver or the person providing care for this elder uh, fails to meet an expected need for the elder. So somehow, as it were, I mean, you can just imagine when children are being neglected. It's the same thing with elder abuse. And when there's neglect, what happens is there might be injury, you know, or putting the elder at a risk of serious harm. This is the one that's carried out by the provider, the person who's supposed to be caring for the elder. And what actually happens is the caregiver does not respond to the need of the elder. So imagine if a baby is crying and the mother doesn't respond to the need. You know how that baby is going to be later on in the line. And they just take it back to the elder where the elder is being neglected. The elder does not get their medications. Nothing gets done for the elder until you start perhaps talking and whining and talking. So it actually constitutes more, really, more than half of the reported cases of elder abuse has to do with neglect. Then when you say self-neglect, and then I also want to say something that when it comes to elder abuse, it's not every case that is malicious. Sometimes the, the, the carer of this elder cannot really carry out the care we're expecting. So if you have two parents who are frail and you're expecting mother to take care of father, you know, we need, yeah. we need to change our arrangement. We need to get someone. If we have our parents in that, let's not just sit down here in this country and just be enjoying ourselves. Our father and our mother, if they are both frail, then what's going to happen is one person is going to be abused. And this is not malicious. This is because the other person cannot even provide. Incapable, yeah. So that's, that's something to know about um, um, neglect and abuse. Now, when it comes to self-neglect um, itself, you know, this occurs from the person himself. And this is usually due to like some form of mental uh, impairment or diminished capacity. So the, the elder finds they are not able to perform simple tasks that they would normally do, like basic personal hygiene. You find them becoming dehydrated, malnourished. They are not doing any of these things. And, and one of the things also with self-negative, sometimes it's actually a sign of depression, you know, when you find that happening. And that's something many care managers report. You find the elders not taking care of themselves when they begin to lose mental, um, uh, their mental, uh, mental impairment. Another thing is that sometimes this self-neglect happens because our elders refuse to come to terms with what's happening. They refuse to come to terms that, listen, that they are going, oh, there are some things, but sometimes our parents want to be like, mm, no, 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 nobody does anything for me. You know, they, yeah. they don't to agree that. They need help. The 80s, they don't to agree that things are changing. So, so that's just another yeah because of depression, dementia, or any medical problem. And most times parents are in denial. Parents feel ashamed. You know, they don't want to tell you. They don't want you to feel mm. burdened. So it's left for us as it were to extend an open arm. Oh, okay. Thank you. Thank you for that differentiation. Yeah, you know, it echoes a lot of people as they age, they don't want to feel that they need someone else. That kind of just seeing that their independence has been taken away from them so sometimes i think we'll have to like coach such people our parents or elderly relatives that it's there's nothing wrong in accepting help thank you very much for that um so now you've um we talked about this last week so i just wanted if you could please shed more light 
on the signs that we can see for the different types of abuse that we mentioned, you know, the physical, financial, sexual, and all that. What, what, are, what are the signs that we can see? So if I was watching out for someone or an elderly person, because remember we said an elder by WH is someone 60 and above. So what are the signs I can okay, we're going see? It's really fast. Or perhaps we might even do this at the end if we do have time. But you can just imagine with physical, what you might see is bruising on the elder. You might find out that the elder's medication has not been taken or the elder has even taken overdose. So if you find unexplained bruises, you know, on, on your parents or elderly people, it might just be physical abuse going on. Um, if you look at sexual abuse, if you find that their clothing are stained, if you find that there are tears in some parts of their body where they're not supposed to be tears, you know that there's a problem. Even on a physical bed sores, you know, if, if you look at them and you see continuous bed sores and all of that, that, that could be a sign that physical abuse is going on. And they are looking malnourished and they're sending money and all that. You just know that maybe people take care of they are eating and they are not eating. And financial abuse, you find out that people are stealing from your parents. And sometimes children do are the ones doing the stealing. Let's just, you know, say that. Mm -hmm. So people stealing from, you know, your parents. You find, when you find that there's a change of will, change of power of attorney, you, you, you just find out that, and like I said last week, sometimes it could even be religious stealing. Someone is praying or, you know, emotionally on your parents to sow seeds and things for their children. You know, putting mm -hmm. it that makes them feel guilty for not giving certain amounts. So that's something to watch out for. Um, yeah. Neglect and self-neglect, we've just spoken about it. Abandonment, too, we've spoken about it also. So those are some of the different sides. And if you want to see all of those, you could look and watch the IGTV video. Thank you, Jitan, for Hi, Jitao. That's like my oldest friend in the world. We met in nursery school. Hi, Jit. <laughs> oh, Jitan is going to come next week. We're going to be treating domestic abuse and friends, and we're going to be allowing. Yeah. She's my old. She's my oldest friend. We we met in nursery school, and we've remained in each other's lives since then. <laughs> thank you for joining us tonight all right then so thank you for those um explanations you know that you've just given us about signs on how to spot elder abuse so now we're bringing it home church which is our we're the church we are the church so now does it's so hard for me to ask this question because it's ridiculous that i would imagine it but my question is does elder abuse happen in the church or in a Christian home, does it happen? Is it is it peculiar? Is it something that happens within Christian circles? Well, like every other kind of abuse, unfortunately, it does happen in the church. Last week we said one in ten elders are abused. So if you count the elders in your church, if they are up to ten, that means it's happening in your church. Hopefully, okay. um, unfortunately, also yes, it does happen. And there are several ways you know elder abuse can happen in the church. And sometimes we put a spiritual cloak to it. Sometimes we, we do things in church and we don't consider the elders. We say we are doing three days dry fasting, you know, but I, I, I think these days people are being more careful. They're like, oh, there's fasting going on, but if you are 70 yeah. and old, please drink water or please just do it to 12. So when we're doing something, because if we do that continuously and you're putting someone who is already frail in that condition, and sometimes people feel guilty, they don't want to join. They feel guilty yeah. for not joining, you know, we might actually be abusing the elders sometimes we could abuse the elders by emotional abuse just ignoring them refusing their input refusing to acknowledge that they are part of the congregation just continuously favoring the rich the young 
you know, and those that have life in them, forgetting that there is, there is wisdom with the elders around us. And, and sometimes, even in Christian homes, sometimes some of us, we dump our children upon our parents continuously. Sometimes your parents are not, they are not, um, how do I call it? It's not like they don't babysit. They are not unpaid babysitters. Don't bring your children yeah. And then that's when your children stop going to nursery. You know, your, your parents now have to wake up early in the morning. You know, and perhaps maybe when they're staying in their homes, they were sleeping and waking up, you know, at, at, at a particular at late, yeah, leisure, yeah. Yes, because we brought them to our home now, we think that we've sometimes paid for the ticket. We now want to make use of them to the end. So, yes, even if someone said that to me one time, that, oh, someone was saying to her that, oh, your parents are at home. So they said, no, I'll take my children to the nursery. When they come back, they can play. During the morning, let my parents have a good rest. Have a break, yeah. So let them have a break. So those are some things that we need to actually watch out. So don't just automatically dump children on parents. And don't withhold money from our parents also. That's something we could do in a bit to force them to do something we want them to do. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. That's, uh, that's, um, I was wondering, do we have any examples like in the Bible where we had people kind of like staying some elders in the Bible, how the church looked after them or, you know, just an opinion. Like you said, you gave, I, I'm anchoring this based on what you said that sometimes we kind of neglect what they're trying to say because we think that they're old. They don't have anything to say. Do you have anyone in the Bible that their opinion? Several, like, several people. I mean, if you look at Anna, the widow who, and lived with her husband 84 years after her virginity, after she died. You know, that was an elderly person. And she was yeah. in touch with God and knew when Jesus came to the temple. If you even look at Simon, he was in touch with God and knew when yeah. Jesus came, you know, to the temple. Um, I, I think another another way is even what Paul says. Paul says that the elder, uh, older women teach the young women. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Yes, um, those are things in the Bible that shows us about elders and elders being elders. Yeah, and the value they bring to us as well, even with old age. And I think we should all realize, though, for each day we're also becoming older. So we'll also be in the <laughs> elders. We'll be elders one day. <laughs> okay, then it brings me to my next question. We've said that it happens in in the church we said that it can happen in, in the in a christian home now so how can we stop it how can we stop it how can we report it if we can find it that it's happening how can we stop it or how can we report it what is our intervention then okay well i think i'll take this question with how, what to do in the church also so i think first of all to stop or prevent elder abuse you need to know what elder abuse is you need to recognize the signs of elder abuse because if you don't recognize that this is elder abuse you won't be able to point out like any form of domestic abuse that this is not right so that's mm -hmm. it um there are different ways we can go about reporting elder abuse. It just depends on where you're working or where, where exactly you are. In short, uh, a lot of studies find out that most elders, the first person they speak to when there's trouble like that is the pastor, the clergyman. So it's important for the clergyman to be able to keep the lines of um, communication. communication. And, and it's not just the clergyman, it could be us. It could be you being friendly with an elder greeting them oh mama how are you doing again and again and again and before you know it, the person is opening up to you to tell you mm -hmm. something so, that, so that's something keeping the lines of, of communication open and then talking to adults checking them asking them you think something is wrong checking the situation as itself then sometimes you can even help the elders to make a safety plan and if there's a need to report elder abuse should be reported like child abuse that's how seriously it should be taken so yeah. you have um 
There's an association called the Hourglass Association. You've got the police. You've got the adult social services. Those are people that you can report elder abuse to. Another way to stop or prevent elder abuse is to educate the caregivers. Allow them to understand that there's something they used to say to us those days when we were working in care. Yes, I, I did work in care when I first came. They used to say, imagine if this was your grandmother. How would you like her to be treated? That's something they always used to say. So some people didn't really have a grandmother, so maybe they, they couldn't relate to that. But that's just yeah. being able to speak to the caregivers. And another thing again is speaking to the caregivers and taking care of them well and paying them well, especially if you have caregivers who are with your parents. It's just like you yeah. have a caregiver housemaid with your children. And you're treating her anyhow. You're going to work. I think your children are going to be spared. They won't be spared. I can assure you that God will help you that your children will not be beaten. Unless, of course, you want to have a baby camp in your house and you're watching every every move. But yeah. I know there's a baby camp in your house. You take your children on a walk and beat them very well because of what you are doing. So I would say that another way to prevent it, if you have people taking care of your parents, please give them commensurable pay. And tell them you appreciate what you are doing. Don't just act like you are getting paid. Let them know you appreciate what you are doing. If they have problems and they say, oh, my mother is sick, I want to go. Don't act like your mother is the important person and their mother is not important. I don't know if you get what we are saying. These are yeah. ways you can stop and prevent You endear them to yourself. You, you kind of like get them, yeah. They would most likely look after your parents and look after them well absolutely it's uh, i think it you're just saying some valid points we can't overemphasize the point about you being even nice to the caregivers as if you're not the person there on ground with your parents just being nice to the the caregivers thank you thank you so much thank i think you've kind of like touched on most the question i was going to ask you about um you know what the church can do to stop it. But if there are any other points, I just want us because I want us to take that basic fact that this is happening in the church. What can the church actively do to stop elder abuse? Well, I think there are several things the church can do. One of the things the church can do is to serve as an advocate. And what do I mean by that? Speak against elder abuse. In your sermons, talk about elders. Talk about how people need to respect their elders. Talk about how people need to respect their parents. I think it's Bishop Oyeyeko I used to hear from those days when he used to say when his mother was alive, she was on a permanent salary. Mm -hmm. So we need, to, we need to have that culture and we need as a church to speak to it. Let people, you know, there was something that I read the other day when Jesus was saying to the people that don't come and give an offering, you know, to, to the church. I, I mean, it's there in scripture. I think that's Mark chapter 7, verse 19, 13. So this is not something Grace is saying. It's there in scripture. Jesus was saying the Pharisees that, listen, don't bring an offering to the church and tell us this offering. You give the offering and then you tell your parents, and the money I wanted to give you, that's what I gave in an offering. You can't be sowing a seed where you've not given proper care to your parents. Because if yeah, Jesus, Jesus himself, this is not Jesus himself. Check your Bible, Mark chapter seven i believe from 1913 he talked about it so he placed honor and we know that that is the first commandment the bible says with a promise it's the first commandment with a promise short, somewhere in leviticus or so it says you should stand up in the presence of elders respect gray hair you know this gray is not easy to come by so <laughs> you know there's a, there's a time you know there's a time my parents used to die hours and then there's one that they were no more dialing the others yeah uh, so um so that's just it really so 
the church as a whole, we could serve our advocacy. And I said, yes, the church last week, the church could actually make sure that there is a place for elders to also meet. We have pregnant women meeting, we have women meeting, we have a youth meeting, we have teenagers meeting. Let's have elders meeting. Elders as in the fellowship we did yeah. that focuses on the elders because they have their own prayer points. They have the things that are disturbing them. They want to pray with like-minded people who are praying, who are thinking generationally, who are already thinking of grandchildren, people who are thinking the years I have spent are more than the years I have remaining. There's a way that puts you in. So as I think that there's a need for us to, to look at that. And then even second Timothy, I think Paul, first Timothy, Paul was saying, listen, if anyone does not provide for his relatives and especially for members of his household, what did Paul say? He has denied the faith, you know, mm -hmm. and it's worse than an infidel. Really. So the church, actually, first of all, is to stand firm. The church should be the one advocating this. The church should not forget the elders. Allow the elders have their own Bible study. Allow them join together. And then the church should be able to point people to agencies that deal with elder abuse. And then another thing, you know, in the children, people who deal with children, they are sort of like um, screened and all that. If people are dealing with adults, if your church is the one that has this kind of old people's visitation home or visiting the elders, let that person be screened, please. You don't want to yeah. see a able-bodied person that one raped one old woman who is, who is dead. Yeah. You know, so screen the people. Don't just, don't, don't take just, don't just entrust them. them. Yeah. A lot of people can speak in tongues and still do some interesting things. So make sure that you have screened these people who are going into homes. Make sure that key workers in the church actually, on the, almost every job I go to, you do the training of safeguarding vulnerable adults that is a training that yeah. we should incorporate in our churches absolutely fantastic thank you thank you so much for those practical tips you know and i think it's you know and um i remember um in scotland when i lived in scotland the church i was attending they actually had a, a they called it a, um hi yeah. they had like a befriending thing where it was elderly women and it was it used to be at 9 30 in the morning for one hour where the mothers were encouraged to bring their little children to the church and these grandparents will just come and just play with them and it was such a hit especially like we had ladies that never had like biological children that were advanced in age there's this lady all the kids call her grandma they just absolutely loved it. it was a beautiful thing that the church was doing that was um king's church in in aberdeen scotland it was fantastic you know they would gather around with these elderly women absolutely fantastic that was a church thing something like that so thank you for those hi inka thank you you came late today i'm gonna find you all right then. <laughs> all right is it joma or something like that thank you for oh Moreno! oh my peeps oh that's that's a basketballer oh, okay. <laughs> i know I, I, i'm in. i know so many superstars that's that's a professional basketballer he's married sorry ladies <laughs> <laughs> all right then so as we try to bring this down i i i I, I think this is a quite an important um, thing that we've talked about. We've kind of like looked at the definition of who is an elder. We've looked at seven types of abuse that elders can come in contact with. We've looked at the signs, what are the things you could see. We've looked at how, 
that it could occur in church and or also even as a Christian, you know. And I think one of the key things Gracilis defined for us with this was that sometimes it's intent you you it's an is it what you how did you put it? I'm looking for that word. An intentional act or a failure to act. Yeah. So it's, I think that failure to act is quite important because a lot of people say, I don't do it. But then the failure to act also is, can be termed as abuse. Okay, so we try to keep it short and simple. We have three minutes left. Gracilis, what are your final words on this topic? Okay, well, uh, we've got three minutes. I'll use one minute to say something and two minutes to, to, to advertise what we have coming on. So um, elder abuse is real, it happens, it's something we all have to take responsibility for. And what I would say to us is keep your eyes on the elders in the church. Sometimes children might actually be abusing their parents and they wouldn't know. But if you, if you always keep that line open, if you always say, oh, hello, ma, hello, this, and just continue. Before you know it, when you build a relationship, you might find that person opening up to you so that's what i would say i think one uh, recently someone just put up in the whatsapp group that i'm that if you have a mother please call her today because me i want to call my own but my own is no more alive and then someone else later in the evening said oh he went to see his mother and when he saw that text message he just thought about it and he went to see his mother so emotional abuse is something that sometimes happens we neglect our parents sometimes so people don't speak to their parents too mother's day or father's day or you, you just have one excuse one of the things i remember pastor sam and he said was speak to your parents let your children see you speak to your parents speak to them call them let your children know this is grandma's voice this is grandpa's voice let it be a culture let it not just be we are calling grandma and so people don't even know if their parents have parents we need to speak, do those things in front of our children. Then we are teaching them the value of the other generation. That's one of mm -hmm. the things we can do as a society to prevent elder abuse. Because you find some people, use, they are very passionate about their grandparents. Why? Because their parents always incorporated them into their lives again and again. And, yeah. again. and you see some people, their grandparents will die. You think something else has happened. And, and you're like, did you lose your mom? No, it's my grandparents. So, and that comes from a different kind of culture. The narrative the parents have created. And it's our responsibility to create that narrative. Mm -hmm. And not just, you know, sometimes we, we also do this in a spiritual form. My parents are witches. I don't want them near my children. So, oh. <laughs> it's true. Don't, don't, don't go oh, there. Don't open that kind of warm spleens. I pray for your parents. You know, that's some of the things that make some people not. Uh, not go about taking care of their parents, even getting their children to see their parents. Yes, we should go about it. Reason, but remember that the Bible says in Psalm 89, that I've anointed David, my servant, with oil. The rod of wickedness will not afflict him. That's the word. That mm -hmm. is the word. So we don't have to preach here. Second thing is just to let you know, the last Friday in July, yeah, that's next week Friday. It's going to be the International Day of Friendship. So what we're going to do is we're going to throw the house open. We're going to ask people to come in for two, three minutes. We just ask one or two questions about friendship. So if you want to come, make sure you're here next week. You could just, we'll give you a chance to call in because Instagram can take three people. You call in and just shout out to your friends. Tell us something about friendship. Just a, a little question about friendship. Don't worry, we're not, it's not jam. It's not any <laughs> examination. And then... Um, after that, I don't know if you've seen our flowers. We've got flowers for what we're doing in the month of August and September. We'd like everyone to be fully involved. We're going to be looking at domestic abuse and friends. We're going to be looking at domestic abuse and in-laws. 
we have told Elder that he's now, it is domestic abuse and illness. Come and listen to someone talk to us. She spoke to us before about domestic abuse and culture, and that's just the right person to call to speak to us. So we, we hope that you join us. I'll also be having domestic abuse and family law, because some people are asking, what do we do? How do we go about things? We're getting a lawyer here to speak to us. Uh, I think that's about it, really. Thank you so much. All right, then, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us tonight. We hope, as always, that you found this session impactful. You've, we've been able to pass some vital information that you would use going forward. And, and as I would always say, please do share our content. If you do not already um, follow us, please follow us on other uh, social media handles where here on Instagram as Church Against Domestic um, Abuse and we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter. So please do join us and please feel free to share our contents. With, um, we have lots of videos with interesting topics we've covered from last year. So just um, instead of scrolling and looking at clothes and what to buy, why don't you use those moments to educate yourself? Because I can guarantee we have a gold mine in our reserve. So please do go there. So thank you so much. Um, once again, my name is Himo. It's been my absolute pleasure having everyone tonight. And, and Gracilis, as always, thank you for always pouring your heart out in all the topics that we do. So I look forward to see you again next week, Thursday at 8.30 to 9 p.m. And for me, I would say have a very, very lovely evening. And see you next week. God bless you. God bless you too. Bye, everyone. Thank you for joining the first time. Thank you, Dosa. Thank you, IJ. Thank you, the basketballer. Thank you, he was friend from <laughs> Northview School. Thank you, beautiful mind, for joining. And uh, I think that's about it. Thank you so much. And everyone who would watch later, thank you so much. Good thank night. you. Okay, bye. We hope you enjoyed and learned from today's session. Till we come your way again, remember, God hates abuse. There is no excuse for abuse. The church, which is you and I, say no to domestic abuse. <laughs>